The special counsel investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election has concluded. And Robert Mueller has fully exonerated President Trump and his entire campaign of any collusion with the Russian government. But then, just when you thought that things couldn't get any better, the Southern District of New York steps in not 10 minutes ago to charge not President Trump, but Democrat celebrity lawyer Michael Avenatti with bank and wire fraud. The leftist tears have created a tsunami. Get your tumbler ready and hold your breath. I'm Michael Knowles and this is The Michael Knowles Show. I'm getting ready to go live. I'm getting ready to do my show today. I think this is the best show Definitely since Kavanaugh, it's better than Kavanaugh. It, best show since, I guess, the 2016 election. We didn't even have a show during the 2016 election, so this was already going to be the best show ever. And then just as I'm about to go live, I see breaking news. The Southern District of New York charges dot, dot, dot. And I think, uh-oh. Because that what they did, what the Democrats did is once the Mueller report came out, totally exonerates Trump, then they immediately pivot. They say, well, the real action is in the Southern District of New York. The Southern District of New York is going to investigate Trump. They're going to investigate his businesses. They're going to investigate his taxes. They're going to, the Southern District of New York is going to take down Trump. Now, maybe they're going to try to. Maybe in the, so I, so I saw the breaking news. I said, uh-oh. Southern District of New York indicts Michael Avenatti. How is this possible? How is this reality? Did I, I don't want to say anything, I don't want to even imagine anything bad happened on my plane trip last night, but did I, did my plane really land in LA or have I been transported to the seventh heaven of political news cycles? I guess we'll have to analyze. This is, this is the greatest week for American conservatives since the fall of the Berlin Wall. I think just everything added together the culmination of the 2016 election. We'll get to all of it. One second. First, let's make a little money, honey, with Untuck It. You ever wonder why traditional button-up shirts look so long and baggy? It's because they were not meant to be worn that way. Untuck It shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. Untuck It is the brand that you've been looking for. It's the original untucked shirt, a modern solution to a very old problem. No tucking or tailoring required. No matter your size or shape, the shirts are the perfect untucked length. I really love them. Jeremy Boring got me into Untuck It shirts. The God King himself, he's been wearing them for years. He loves them. I would always say to him, I'd say, man, that shirt looks really cool. Where's it from? He would say, Michael, do you think I have anything in my entire wardrobe other than Untuck It shirts at this point? And it's true. I think he has one of every single shirt they make. He totally got me into them. I love them. They are, they are just a fabulous, sleek, modern cut. I can't believe no one ever thought to do this before them. It looks great. Check it. I've gone to their brick and mortar stores where people are really helpful. They'll fit you out for a, a, the right size. And obviously you can shop online. Try it on in person at one of Untucket's 50 stores or go to untucket.com to get started. They offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. You can save 20% on your first order by using my code MKS at checkout. Save 20% untuckit.com promo code MKS. Here to analyze Robert Mueller's findings in the Russia collusion investigation, we are privileged right now to be joined by 1970s musical legend, Billy Preston. Uh, Billy, what did special counsel Mueller find? 
nothing from nothing from nothing. They found nothing, nothing at all. 675 days, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 witness interviews, 37 indictments, four prison sentences. And at the end of it all, two years later, not one single American found to have committed any crime, any conspiracy, any collusion with the Russian government to interfere in the 2016 presidential election. Not what? Not Donald Trump, not Donald Trump Jr., not Jared Kushner, not Paul Manafort, not Roger Stone, not anybody associated with the Trump campaign, not just that, not any American found to have colluded with the Russians. No collusion. This is not shocking to anybody who is reasonable. But there is a takeaway. Before we get to Attorney General Barr's letter describing the Mueller report, we don't have the whole Mueller report yet. Uh, we'll never get the whole Mueller report because there are actually laws preventing them from releasing the whole thing. But maybe we'll get some version of it. Everybody seems to want transparency, especially President Trump because he has been exonerated. But the first takeaway here is people are describing the news as shocking. This is not shocking news. For the last two years, every reasonable person has known that Donald Trump is not a Russian spy. And yet, they've built this narrative. Think about how crazy that is. Donald Trump, the guy who was a tabloid icon, the guy who's a real estate developer, the guy who was a casino mogul, we wear his ties, the Trump tie. He was a huge star of reality TV. Donald Trump, an American original, a good number of people in this country managed to convince themselves that that guy was secretly a Manchurian candidate, a Russian spy who had done everything in his life just to lead to the moment when he would get elected president to turn the United States of America into a puppet government for the Kremlin. A lot of people in this country convinced themselves of that. Some people, I think, cynically were just pretending. You know, guys like Van Jones, for instance. Van Jones, big left winger, big CNN host, he was caught on a hidden camera saying, oh, that Russia thing, that's a nothing burger. Russia's a nothing burger. There were some people who knew that, who said, obviously, Donald Trump wasn't a Russian spy, but they, they peddled it anyway because they thought it would be politically useful, which turns out it wasn't. But a lot of people got fooled. Some people, I think, in the media were honest, honestly wrong and corrupt. Some people in, among Democrats honestly believe that ideology drives people mad. That's the only way to explain it. How could you possibly have believed that? Because ideology drives people mad. But now we know President Trump fully exonerated. Here, even Vox.com, even poor benighted Vox.com said this is a massive political win for Donald Trump. What does Attorney General Barr say? So, so we find out late on Friday, we find out that Mueller has filed his final report. At that time, we knew no new indictments. So we say, okay, that's it. It's over. It's done. No new indictments. This is done. Nobody was found to have colluded with the Russians. No American. But we didn't know what was in it. Then Attorney General Barr 
Over the weekend, he reads the whole report, and then he writes this letter to inform people as just a matter of public interest of what's going on. This is what he writes, quote, the report further explains, these will just be highlights. Obviously, it's a, a four-page letter. I'll just give you the highlights. The report further explains that a primary consideration for the special counsel's investigation was whether any Americans, including the individuals associated with the Trump campaign, joined the Russian conspiracies to influence the election, which would be a federal crime. If they did that, that would be a federal crime. The special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election. As the report states, now he's quoting Robert Mueller here, quote, that investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. Now, why, it sounds a little repetitive, doesn't it? He put that in there because he is quoting the the report itself from Robert Mueller. It did not happen. And he goes on. Our determination was made without regard to and is not based on the constitutional considerations that determine the indictment and criminal prosecution of a sitting president. So what they've decided here is they are not going to indict anybody else. The special counsel is not indicting anybody else. They, now, I suppose the attorney general could, and they've decided they are not going to do that. And they know that what's going to happen is they're going to say, this was political. This is because constitutionally, it's tricky to indict a president. Constitutionally, there are some, he said, it's not because of that. He's saying, we are not indicting the president. We're not indicting anybody associated because there is no reason to. There's no evidence. There, there is there, it was a Russian interference effort. We do know that. There was, it was a two-pronged effort. This also apparently from the Mueller report. The Internet Research Agency was an organization that spent some money on social media to stir up discontent in American politics, spread some propaganda. Okay, the Russians have been doing this for a long time. That's the media angle of this. Then the other aspect of Russian interference is hacking the DNC which the report says that they do. Okay. Two sides, the media angle and the political angle, the government angle. And those two sides of Russian interference reflect the two sides of the real scandal here. The two sides of the real scandal, which is that the DOJ under Barack Obama colluded and conspired with Democrats to spy on the Trump campaign and to try to prevent him from being president. And when that didn't work, to try to overturn the presidential election. That's the political governmental side of the scandal. The media side is that they spread these lies and smears and baseless propaganda for two years. It's amazing to see the, the Russian interference mirror almost exactly how the Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, reacted to the, to the real scandal. A little bit more of Barr's letter before we get to the bigger picture. First, let's make a little money, honey, with Ring. Ring's mission is to make neighborhoods safer. You might already know about their smart video doorbells and cameras that protect millions of people everywhere. Ring helps you stay connected to your home anywhere in the world. So if there's a package delivery or a surprise visitor, you will get an alert and be able to see, hear, and speak to them all from your phone. That's thanks to the HD video and two-way audio features on Ring devices. Speaking of hacking and people trying to 
get into your private affairs and into your house. My uh, senior producer, Jonathan Hay, the other night he was woken up at three in the morning by some weirdos who were trying to see if anybody's home. So they ring the bell. He starts talking to them from his bed. He says, yeah, what do you want? Uh, they didn't think anyone was home. Oh, uh, oh, nothing. Now, by the way, Jonathan could have been in, on a beach. He could have been at the office because you can do this from anywhere. He said, yeah, well, you know, you're not going to want to come into this house. Just, just letting you know. So, oh yeah, okay. These kind of drug addled weirdos. And then they wander away. It's really helpful. It makes you feel safer wherever you are, even if you're in your own bedroom or if you're far away from home. As a listener, you have a special offer on a ring starter kit available right now. I love my ring. It makes me feel safer. I give it to all of my friends. With a video doorbell and motion-activated floodlight camera, the starter kit has everything you need to be building a ring of security around your home. Just go to ring.com slash Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S. That's ring.com slash Knowles. Okay. Now, there are two questions that the special counsel is weighing in this letter. You've got the question of, did the Trump campaign collude with Russia? No, no way, didn't happen. Then there's the question of obstruction of justice. This is the process crime. This is where they say, well, there was no crime, but he didn't answer investigators or he lied to investigators. So that's where the Democrats thought they had him. Most smart Democrats, most reasonable Democrats have known for a while this Russia thing isn't going to turn up any collusion. So what they were hoping for is, okay, what we can do now is, there's no crime, but we're going to catch him in a lie. We're going to make him perjure himself. We're going to make him give up some other crime that he did. We're going to make him do that. So that's what they were trying to get him on. So what happened with obstruction? The special counsel did not find obstruction. Now, technically, the special counsel apparently didn't weigh in. The special counsel outlined arguments on both sides of the difficult issues of law and fact, and then Attorney General Barr and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein concluded that the Trump conduct does not rise to the level of obstruction. Rod Rosenstein, remember, they're going to try to paint Barr as some political actor. He's not. He's got a sterling reputation. He was admired by both sides of the aisle. But Rod Rosenstein has basically been uh, implicated by his old pals at the DOJ and the FBI of hating Donald Trump and trying to overturn the election. Rod Rosenstein also concluded that whatever Donald Trump did does not rise to the level of obstruction of justice. He says, quote, generally speaking, to obtain and sustain an obstruction conviction, the government would need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a person acting with corrupt intent engaged in obstructive conduct with a sufficient nexus to a pending or contemplated proceeding. In cataloging the president's actions, many of which took place in public view, the report identifies no actions that, in our judgment, constitute obstructive conduct had a nexus to a pending or contemplated proceeding, and were done with corrupt intent, each of which, under the department's principles of federal prosecution guiding, guiding charging decisions, would need to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt to establish an obstruction of justice offense. This is Attorney General Barr saying, dear cynical Democrats, you're going to try to smear us and say this was just political. Here is, in perfect terms, why we could not charge Donald Trump with obstruction. To say nothing of the fact that there's no crime. There was no underlying crime. That's what the special counsel found in no uncertain terms. So what would he be obstructing? What justice would he be obstructing? 
a full exoneration. There's no, say it loud, say it proud, no conclusion. No, no conclusion. There is a conclusion, and the conclusion was no collusion. Consider this, too. Consider how weird this is. Donald Trump, braggadocious, hyperbolic Donald Trump, has had a better record of accuracy and disinterested statements over the past two years than the entire mainstream media. Donald Trump's tweets have a better record of journalistic integrity than the entire mainstream media. Consider this show. I'm a partisan. I have a side. I have opinions. I first got any notoriety because I did a blank book called Reasons to Vote for Democrats. I have a much better record of journalistic integrity, of disinterested, accurate, just the facts reporting than the entire mainstream media. That is extremely messed up. That is absurd. That should not be the case. Donald Trump and I should not have a better record of disinterested, objective reporting than the New York Times, the Washington Post, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN. We should, we should not. We, I am a political actor. I have a position. I have a side that I'm advocating for. Donald Trump is the Republican president of the United States. He's an, he's an activist. He's pushing something. He's pushing an agenda. He's a much better journalist than anybody at those outlets. That is really messed up. You might be really confused, by the way. You might be confused as to how this is possible. How it's possible that Donald Trump did not collude with the Russians. And you're confused because this is what you heard for two years. There are indictments in this president's future. That's a bombshell. The bombshell. This bombshell. Drop the bombshell. Bombshell accusation. Bombshell accusation. This is evidence of willingness to commit collusion. If this BuzzFeed News report is true, then we are likely on our way to possible impeachment proceedings. If this story is true, we must begin impeachment proceedings. Uh, this is suborning perjury. I think there's no question it's an impeachable offense. And at that point, we are in high crimes and misdemeanor, and we are in impeachment territory. Right. This president needs to be impeached. Impeachment is the remedy. I mean, the president can't... It's the it only is. remedy. The spirit of what Trump did is clearly treasonous. This is moving into perjury, false statements, uh, and even into potentially treason. There's outright treason. I mean, there is no question. I think he's feeling the noose around his neck. The, the noose is tightening. Oh. And I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening. He feels the noose is tightening. The noose is tightening. The sound of hoofbeats of all those investigations catching up with Donald Trump must be loud in his ears. Hmm. He may be the first president uh, in quite some time to face the real prospect of jail time. People might go to jail. You're exactly right. For the that rest of their lives. I think they're all going to jail. Well, I think they're all going to end up together in prison, and maybe that's a good thing. Oh, my thing. God. He has no idea that right. he's going down. I could play you hours and hours and hours more of that. He's going down. He's, there's no, he's going to jail. He's going down. Two years of that. 2,285 minutes of that just on the networks. Obviously, Newsbusters, you got to love the Media Research Center. They put together just on ABC, CBS, and CNN. Not CNN, not MSNBC, not any of those other stations, just the networks. For the last two years, 2,285 minutes. They have had an average of three minutes per night for 791 consecutive nights. An average of every 
791 nights for at least three minutes. By the way, Trump colluded with Russia. By the way, he's a criminal. By the way, he's going to jail. For that, and totally wrong, totally baseless. That's all in the midst of an average of 92% negative coverage. And we only mention the evening networks here. This is just evening news, by the way. This is not even morning shows. Evening news, because evening news still has a larger audience than the morning shows or than cable news. 24 million people combined in the audience. Totally wrong, totally without any basis. You'll notice I'm on the one hand celebrating, I'm so excited, and on the other hand, I'm furious. And that's, I think, how conservatives should feel right now. Bill Kristol, you know, uh, never Trump, anti-Trump conservative, conservative, quote unquote. All he's done for the last two years is try to stop the most conservative administration in American history. He came out, he said, why are the Trumpers so upset? Why are they so angry? First of all, they're not. We're very happy. We're elated. I was sitting in middle seat coach yesterday on my airplane. It was the best flight I've ever had because I was reading the reaction and tweeting the whole time. It was so fun. So great. My Tumblr is running over. However, why are they angry? I'm a little angry too. Because for two years, those guys, the media, aided by the Democrats, aided by crooks in the FBI and the Department of Justice, tried to overturn a presidential election based on nothing. And before they did that, they tried to prevent the guy from being president in the first place. And before they did that, they spied on the guy illegally to try to fix the campaign. So yeah, I'm a little angry. You should be angry too. This is, we should celebrate and then we should be angry. And we, and we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to get to the bottom of how this happened. Don't just leave it with how happy this is. Don't just leave it with, oh, we can celebrate. Good. Turns out Trump's fine. No. Who launched this hoax in the first place? Who with the DOJ? Who came up with the Steele dossier? Who pushed the Steele dossier? Who spread the Steele dossier to the whole mainstream media? Who was behind that? Democrats and Republicans and so-called nonpartisan FBI and DOJ officials. I want those people run up in front of a judge and I want them in orange jumpsuits. And I want everyone who was Paul, Michael Flynn, for instance. Michael Flynn apparently made some misleading statements to investigators when they set a trap for him and tried to send him to prison. I want that guy pardoned like this minute. Paul Manafort, who goes, look, Paul Manafort is a sort of crooked uh, lobbyist operative type. There are about 7 million other guys like him in Washington, many of whom have done a lot worse things than he did. That guy's in prison right now, or he's going to prison because he worked for Donald Trump. That's the real crime he's going to prison for. I want that guy totally pardoned too. And I want all the hoaxers who, who started this mess in the first place, I want them in orange jumpsuits for a very long time. And then you're going to see a lot of tears. You're already seeing, seeing a lot of leftist tears over the past two nights. Here was, oh my gosh, this one was great. When my doppelganger on MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, had to break the news that the Mueller report found no collusion. There was a Twitter account, Carly Bone, uh, was suspended for posting this clip. Here's the clip that she posted of her own TV onto Twitter. To do that Bill Barr stopped Mueller from doing. And, if, and that's, that's it. <laughs> everybody would crying. like to hear that from Robert Mueller as well Ooh. as from Bill Barr. But, uh, at this point, it's only Bill Barr who is speaking on Mueller's behalf. Robert Mueller is still at this point publicly silent. Uh, as he has been from the very beginning. Although we'll have more on that in a moment. Uh, 
<laughs> She's crying. She's, so that account was suspended for that reason. Rachel Maddow there is, by the way, now denying that she was holding back tears. You can see it. You can look. She's clearly emotionally choked up and her eyes are really shiny. So I don't know, maybe she put in eye drops right beforehand or something, but it, it looks as though it's pretty clear she's holding back tears. Why? Because these people were so personally invested in this. They were so invested. This was their fantasy and you're watching it crash down around them like a doomsday cult. And the ones who can't double down are crying. But like any doomsday cult, most people are just doubling down. You know, the doomsday cult goes out into the desert. They're waiting. The world is going to end at midnight and they're waiting there for the world to end. And then what happens at midnight? The world doesn't end. So do they say, oh, I guess we were wrong. Better luck next time. No, they double down. They say, ah, this is proof that we were right. We really, this is proof that we were right. Now it's going to happen in two weeks. And that's what's happening. We're seeing denial now among the mainstream media. Here's CNN. What we're hearing from the president is that I'm 100% exonerated, that everything we did under the campaign was Which okay. True, right. And, and right. what I'm suggesting is that it's, it may not have been. And the question is, uh, you know, Dana, very quickly, mm -hmm. uh, impeachment. Are they going to do anything or are they going to look at Nancy Pelosi and say, forget we're, about we're, it? We're not, we're not there yet. I think the, the most important thing that we're going to look for next is what Jerry Nadler just said, which is he's going to have Barr come up. They're going to grill him on this, uh, maybe even Mueller, and then they're going to take the next step. That's, oh yes. Oh yes, of course. That's, it doesn't, doesn't really conclude. It does well, you know, who knows? It doesn't exonerate him. Well, no, maybe, 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 maybe. And then some get even bolder than this. Some get even bolder than questioning impeachment. That's where we have to turn to Chuck Todd, but first, before we get there. And then before we get to the total cherry on top of the Sunday, which is that the Southern District of New York is indicting Michael Avenatti, not Donald Trump, Michael Avenatti. Before we get to that, we've got to say goodbye to Facebook and YouTube. Go over to dailywire.com. It is 10 bucks a month, $100 for an annual membership. You get me, you get the Andrew Clavin show, you get the Ben Shapiro show, you get to ask questions in the mailbag coming up on Thursday, you get to ask questions in backstage. We're doing those all the time now. You get to watch Another Kingdom and you get this. Now more than ever, baby, the Leftist Tears Tumblr. I guess I'm preaching to the choir because if you don't have a Leftist Tears Tumblr right now, if you're not currently a subscriber, you've been drowned and you're dead. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, I warned you many times. Get, get a second Tumblr. I know all of you are already subscribers. Go get a second Tumblr because you're going to see a lot more waves coming. Go over to dailywire.com. We'll be back with a lot more. So you've got a few different responses from the media. You've got people like Rachel Maddow who are crying on television. At least those guys are honest. At least Rachel Maddow is, well, there's no, no collusion. I mean, some, they looked so sad. I think it was Katie Tour. It was so sad. They were all just, there's no, oh, there's no collusion. Van Jones, actually, the one who in his secret candid statement said, yeah, the Russia thing is a nothing burger. He said, Democrats just need to be sad about this for a while. They need to be sad that our president's not a traitor, that the government has not been sold out as a puppet state of Russia. They just need to be really sad. They were really hoping for it. And then they can move on. And he's right. They do need to move on. Some, there's another reaction. Some are even bolder. Here is Chuck Todd with his new tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. 
And look, I think Democrats very fairly will say, well, wait a minute. If this doesn't exonerate him on the obstruction question, then if you haven't resolved obstruction, how do you resolve collusion? Because if you didn't get cooperation and they obstructed in the investigation, could you necessarily get to the bottom of the collusion sure. question? But, Kate, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I think that is a hard political argument to make for Democrats to push as hard as perhaps some would like them to push. As perhaps some would like them to push me, me, I want you to push. It's not just a hard political argument. It's a hard argument, period. It's a hard legal argument. It's a hard historical argument. It's a hard factual argument. Because what Chuck Todd is doing here, did you catch that? He said, well, the special counsel concludes no collusion on the underlying crime. But the special counsel doesn't reach any conclusion one way or the other on obstruction of justice. But if you can't reach a conclusion on obstruction of justice, can you really reach a conclusion on collusion? Yes, you can. The answer is yes. He wants, he's so hoping that he can just be clever and confusing enough to overturn the special counsel's decision the special counsel's findings. Yes, you can conclude, even if there's an open-ended question on obstruction, you can conclude whether or not there was any collusion. Two years, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 interviews. By the way, President Trump did cooperate. He submitted a ton of answers to a ton of questions by the special counsel. So that's just a flat-out lie. Yes, you can conclude. We can conclude definitively as does the special counsel, as does the attorney general, as has every reasonable person for two years. Trump did not collude with Russia. You can conclude that and still leave open the question of some obstruction, which isn't open anymore because both Rod Rosenstein and the attorney general have said there is no way that they could possibly go after the president for obstruction. Sorry, dude, it just didn't work. It's not just a political no, sorry, it just didn't happen. He goes on. It's, it's not just, but he goes on. Here, here is the end of his conspiracy theory. This, I imagine, is a good day for the president. He must be feeling relatively good right now. He is, and he's probably feeling relatively good about his selection of Bill Barr as his attorney general because this memo and the initial um, understanding of what's in the Mueller report, this will color what's in the Mueller report before any of us actually see it. Um, and so the, the two big determinations being one, no, um, no, no evidence of, of any uh, conspiracy with Russia and the Trump campaign. But the second on obstruction, boy, I tell you, you, you know, Katie, it's very confusing in here. The report did not make a decision on obstruction. It's the attorney general that's making a decision on obstruction. We already know he had a very expansive view of executive power on this front. So that isn't going to resolve the obstruction question as far as congressional uh, Democrats are concerned in general and probably many members uh, of legal community. Did you hear that little, little line, that little jab at the beginning? Well, well, I'm sure that Donald Trump is really happy with his selection of Attorney General Barr. Yeah, I'm really, I bet he's really happy about that. Right, the implication being that Barr is some crooked actor. He's some liar who is misrepresenting 
what's in the Mueller report. Oh, yes. Mm, he's really happy about Barr. No, I think he's actually really happy about the appointment of Robert Mueller. Do you know why? Because Robert Mueller found no evidence of collusion, you hack. That's why. Oh, he's really happy. Because here's why he's really happy about it. Because the Mueller report was filed and they didn't just release all of it to the, to the public. Right, because it's illegal to do that. Because you're not allowed to release investigators' information and names about people who were investigated but not indicted. That's illegal. You can't do that. And it would be very terrible if you could do that for anybody. Just to spread insinuations baselessly. So he can't do that. So he says, yeah. So you see, because they couldn't release that whole report. So the first thing that anybody's hearing about this report is from the attorney general. (laughs) Yet, duh, who else would you hear it from? Who else could you possibly hear it from? A leak? Yeah, I guess you could hear it from a leak. You could hear it from some corrupt crone in the government. Or you could make it up, Chuck Todd, like you've been doing for two years. That's what you're upset about. Actually, the first thing we heard about, about this entire Russia collusion thing was from you. And it was lies and lies and lies. So, no, I don't think it's that Trump is happy about the appointment of Barr. I think he's happy about the appointment of Mueller. Remember, special counsel Robert Mueller has made two public statements during the entire investigation. What do you think those statements were? Were they to correct the president when he misrepresented the investigation? No, it was to correct the media. It was to correct guys like Chuck Todd who were spreading lies based on nothing. And now the truth has come out and Chuck Todd is really upset about that. Now, some are admitting that the report is legitimate. So you see that there's, there's Rachel Maddow. There's the kind of first reaction, which is, yeah, the report's legitimate. Man, that's awful. And then there's the second reaction, which is the report. No, no, it's not, it's not true. There's nothing to see here. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's the Chuck Todd reaction. And then there's this third reaction, which is kind of a combination. You saw this one on MSNBC, which is that the report is legitimate. There, yeah, I guess there's no collusion, but it's illegitimate because it's racist or something. Look, if I'm the Trump children and I'm having I'm having a party tonight, right? Like they won the white privilege regatta, all right? Like you cannot you cannot invest. There is not an African American person in this country that could have been investigated for 22 months, had their family investigated for 22 months, and come away scot free. If they did that to me, they pop me for sharing Netflix passwords with my wife, all right? Like so, the fact that and and while did that? That's That's not allowed. While I fundamentally agree that there are more avenues of investigation against these people. There's going to be an SDNY investigation. There's the inaugural committee. There are lots of other ways to get at the children. In this particular case, these grown adult children who were part of what appears to be the collusion or the conspiracy with Russia, the the point people in that, these people have escaped scot-free with no indictments. And there's going to be nothing in that Mueller report that is, sorry, it is unlikely there's going to be anything in that Mueller report that's going to satisfy me in terms of why these people weren't even brought in under oath for questioning. And there it is. And there is, there he is. You finally get it at the very end. He says, there's nothing in the Mueller report that will satisfy me. Because Robert Mueller, who we've all said for two years is this great guy and the Mueller report is totally legitimate. He didn't reach the conclusion that I wanted. So there is nothing that he could say that will satisfy me. And then what is his other conclusion? What's that guy's name? Ellie Mistal or something? Straight out of central casting for MSNBC. So this guy, Ellie Mistal, he says, uh, Robert Mueller is a racist, I guess. I guess that's their conclusion. 
Because this is what they do. When the left has no argument, they just call you a racist. This is always the evidence. When a leftist calls you a racist, you know you've won the argument. It's just, he's a, he's a racist. Yeah, I can't account for my lies and smears and deceptions and propaganda over the last two years, so he's a racist. Yeah, I, that one's gonna, that's the one I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're gonna stick with he's a racist. That's the one. Here is, when they're not smearing, here's what they do. The last thing that the left can do, you've got all the different, the sadness, the tears, the pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, the, yeah, I guess it's true, but it's racist. The last thing that they can do, and this is really the most dishonest of all of them, is to gaslight, to say it's not real. That's not what Mueller's saying. That's not, no. No, no, no. La, 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 la. Here's Maxine Waters, also on Joy Reid's show. And you have uh, Donald Trump supporters, including his former U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley, out there tweeting and saying, essentially presuming that the president has been exonerated by the report. And uh, in Nikki Haley's case, uh, saying that it's been completed and everyone should just move on. It's, it's, it's a curious position to take since we don't know what's in the report. Um, but do you see colleagues on the other side of the aisle sort of declaring this whole thing at an end uh, and wanting no further inquiry. I know that the House has something like 80 subpoenas still out. Absolutely. Well, I want to tell you that this president has a way of trying to get into people's heads and indoctrinate them. He's been saying no collusion, no collusion, no collusion over and over again for a long time now. And he's going to try and conclude uh, that there, this report is proving that there's no collusion. And you have a lot of his sycophants who will, you know, take the nod from him and they'll say the same thing. Uh, but we cannot allow them to get away with this. We cannot allow them to accurately and precisely read verbatim the Mueller report. That's what she's saying. It's not Trump who's saying that. It's Robert Mueller. It's the special counsel. And then it's the attorney general. And then it's the president because that's the truth. So this is mostly a media scandal. I focus mostly on the media because they are the real dirtbags in all of this and they have no credibility and you should never, if they, if you, if you find a mainstream media reporter in a bar and you say, hey, what are you drinking? And he said, oh, I'm drinking a Bud Light. Don't believe him. He's probably lying. You can't even believe them on that. That is how much they have totally destroyed their credibility over the last two years because of this. It's mostly a media scandal. This, this hoax is not just the great, one of the greatest political scandals in U.S. history. It is the greatest, single greatest media scandal in U.S. history. But it's also a political scandal. It's not just the MSM. It's the politicians who hyped this. We expect them to do this. We expect the cynical politicians to do this. Doesn't mean we should let them off the hook. Here is House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler trying to hold a press conference today and the, the wonderful patriots standing out there won't let him off the hook for his lies. Executive privilege must be asserted by the president personally, and, um, and as the Nixon case in front of the Supreme Court, which was decided nine to nothing, pointed out, pointed out, executive privilege cannot be used to shield or hide wrongdoing. You're a bunch of losers. That's what he said. Lose again, Nadler. You're a bunch of, you're a bunch of losers. And, and that's true. That, that is obviously true. They lost. We won. They lost. Reality won. Fantasy lost. Cynical fantasy. But 
More than that, they're a bunch of sore losers. Everybody loses sometimes. You lose, you act like a gentleman, and you move on. But they didn't do that. They tried to overturn an election, and they're still trying to do it. Here's Beto O'Rourke living in Beto fantasy land. I'll tell you what I see from my perspective. You have a president who, in my opinion, beyond the shadow of a doubt, sought to, however ham-handedly, collude with the Russian government, a foreign power, to undermine and influence our elections. Oh, he is just awful. He is just sends shivers up my spine how creepy this guy is. We will, we, in my opinion, this is another example of people don't know what the word opinion means. They think it just can be a subjective preference. Like, I like chocolate ice cream, you like vanilla ice cream, that's my opinion. No, 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 that's a preference. Preferences are subjective. Opinions are statements of fact. I think, it's my opinion, that the sky is blue. It's my opinion that two plus two equals four. That's my opinion. You can have true opinions or false opinions. So Beto O'Rourke says, well, it's my opinion that Donald Trump colluded with a foreign power. Okay, that's your opinion, but it's wrong. That's an incorrect opinion. Don't take my word for it. Take Bob Mueller's opinion for it. Beto O'Rourke's opinion's not worth very much if that's his opinion, because that opinion's wrong. His judgment isn't worth very much, but we already knew that. This underlines what I've been saying about the Democrat primary for weeks now. It is divorced from reality. It's like play acting. That's what it is. They are play acting in a, in a fantasy universe. Good actors, good actors in good plays and movies live truthfully in imaginary circumstances. So they take the circumstances around them and they react truthfully to them. Bad actors just say rehearsed lines automatically regardless of circumstances. They say acting, good acting is reacting. This guy's not reacting. He's just saying his programmed line that he's been saying the whole time. Trump colluded with Russia. Trump, no, the circumstances have changed. They now tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, it didn't happen. But he keeps playing the fantasy and the fantasy came crashing down. And this is the central conservative consolation. Not just here, not just with regard to Russia or Donald Trump or any of that. Broadly speaking, when you think about everything conservatives are up against, cynical identity politics, pandering, mob rule, the rousing of passions among the mob, all of the things that we're up against as conservatives, the one consolation we have in the long run is that eventually reality reasserts itself. And reality has reasserted itself here. That's what has happened. Reality has took two years took 2,800 subpoenas. It took an average of three minutes a night for 791 days on the media. It took so long. But reality has reasserted itself. And so we are going to celebrate and we're going to dance and we're going to play Billy Preston saying nothing from nothing leaves nothing in the Mueller report. And then tomorrow we should be furious and we should take every bit of energy, every bit of focus that the, Dever that the Democrats and the media have had for two years pursuing fantasy, smearing, spreading lies. We should take all of that focus and pursue the truth. 
and we should find out who started this hoax. We should find out who funded this hoax. We should find out which crooks in the government used this hoax as an excuse to spy on the Trump campaign and who pushed it in the media and who pushed it in the government and who pushed it among the dent. We should find them. We should line them up before a judge and we should put them in orange jumpsuits. That's what's next. Investigate the dossier. The Democrats are not going to let up. They're going to keep these investigations going. And we should fight their fantasy with reality. We have the upper hand right now. We are on the higher ground. We should use it. President Trump is at a, at a real turning point in his presidency. He can either take the win and move on, as some want him to do, or he can fight. And we know he's a fighter. He fought these guys tooth and nail for two years and he won because reality was on his side and I can't wait for the next two years. That's our show. I'm going to be sitting in for Ben's radio show today. So the back two hours of that I'll be in for. Obviously, we could keep talking about this for two more hours and we're going to do that. I will have uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz and former independent counsel Ken Starr will be joining us to talk about the legal and political ramifications. Check it out in the meantime. And otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Senior producer, Jonathan Hay. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. And our technical producer is Austin Stevens. Edited by Danny D'Amico. Audio is mixed by Dylan Case. Hair and makeup is by Jesua Olvera. Production assistant, Nick Sheehan. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2019. Hey guys, over on the Matt Wall Show today, of course, we've got the, the Mueller report coming out. And it, it says that there's no evidence of collusion. Well, the left is in mourning about that. What does it say that they're upset? Think about what they're upset about. They're upset that the president didn't collude with Russia. Shouldn't, shouldn't they be happy about that? Um, also, what does, it, what does it say about the media that they spent two years pushing this hoax? Well, nothing good on both counts. We'll talk more about that. Also, Kamala Harris says that all teachers need a raise. But is that true? We'll uh, get into the specifics there today as well over on the Matt Walsh Show.